Good afternoon. This is Richard Shu, host of Shu Untied. Today, I'm very pleased to have with me as my guest, Michael Kim, who's one of the founding partners of Cobra and Kim. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Very happy to be here. So, Michael, why don't you first tell me a little bit about Cobra and Kim? I'll admit I did not know a lot about your firm. Uh, so tell me a little bit about, you know, why you started the firm and how you started it. Uh, sure. So the firm is uh, a law firm that's focused purely on disputes and investigations. Uh, we have uh, approximately about 300 employees, about half of whom are lawyers or financial analysts, and then half of whom are uh, administrative and other support. And uh, we operate in a number of different um, locations, U.S., U.K., uh, Hong Kong, Korea, uh, soon China, as well as Cayman and BVI in Israel. So we're fairly spread out. We focus on international disputes and investigations. And, uh, you know, why did I started. I think I've, I've always uh, been interested in business. One of the few uh, lawyers out there who I think uh, deep down wanted to be an entrepreneur. And uh, coming out of the U.S. Department of Justice, where I was a prosecutor along with Steve Cobry, who was a contemporary of mine, um, we really had a lot of business ideas about how law practice could be improved for uh, clients and also for lawyers. So we wanted to test out our ideas through Cobry and Kim, and that's how it started. Hmm. Well, tell me a little bit about what I know a lot of people have ideas. What is it that actually kind of pushed you to actually make the decision? Because that's always the interesting thing. Um, yeah, so I think, uh, you know, the um, the impetus for it, frankly, was probably just a deep uh, interest in just um, having my own business, but not my own law practice. I think there's a real critical difference between the two. I think when a lot of lawyers say, I want to have my own firm, what they really mean is they want to have their own personal practice where clients call them and they're uh, you know, prominent practitioners and so forth. What we really um, wanted to test out was we thought that the marketplace for international disputes and investigations had a number of uh, structural inefficiencies in it. And we really wanted to see if we tried to correct those inefficiencies, whether the market would reward us. And what have you, how's it been going so far? Um, so far, very good. I mean, I think uh, as a, with every business, everything is a challenge all, all the time, and there's lots of uh, challenges and competitors, but I would say it has uh, greatly exceeded all of my expectations in the last uh, 14 now, in my, our 15th year. Well, what, what would you say is one thing that uh, you, know, you weren't expecting uh, that ha- that since, in, when, when you started the firm? So uh, I'd say... What, when I started a firm, I thought the biggest challenge was going to be to get business, to get clients to give us important matters. Of course, that's difficult, but that has actually turned out to be a lot less difficult than I imagined it would be. Um, what I didn't really understand deep down when I started a business, because I had never built something up myself before, I'd always just been in other large organizations, is um, how complicated it is to build up a group of talented people and systems and support to make it all function. Um, I say that was much more difficult than I ever thought it would be. And I think now we're there and there's a constant process of improvement, but that was a, a major challenge for at least the first several years. Mm. Well, what's the most enjoyable thing you're doing then, would you say, as, as a founding partner of this firm? Um, I think the best thing is uh, really to just the amount of personal freedom I have to really come up with new ideas you know, we don't have a lot of bureaucracy at the firm, so 
it's really uh, everything can happen very, very fast. And without repeat clients, that's one of our, our features, uh, unusual features. We don't tie ourselves to doing routine work for, you know, repeat clients and having um, a stable of clients we repeatedly service on the same types of cases. So without that, uh, it really frees us up to adopt sort of new types of uh, legal strategies to go out to new markets without worrying about what our existing clients will think in terms of how that fits with their overall business plan. So it, it just, I'd say it's just the freedom, which I think deep down every lawyer really values, uh, but I think very few people have. Mm. Well, since you're a relatively new firm, obviously you're out there, as you said, you're, one of your challenges is recruiting talent. What are the kinds of lawyers or what are the things that a lawyer would be most attracted to about your firm if they're a practicing lawyer? Um, so, you know, the when people talk to me in recruitment, they're always surprised to hear that uh, both Steve Cobra and I are very detailed about what we think are all the pluses and minuses of working at Cobra and Kim, even though they expect us just to be like big cheerleaders for the firm because we co-founded it. I'm a big believer in being very detailed and seeing if there's a true match as opposed to just trying to convince people to do things just because, you know, you want to just tell them the nice aspects of it. So I would say the biggest uh, minuses are also the biggest pluses. Uh, the biggest minuses are that we are not a good fit for otherwise very successful lawyers who get all their business repeatedly from just a few sources, a few clients, and user clients. Uh, those lawyers are obviously very successful, and I have a lot of regard for them, but are we, we're the wrong platform for them uh, because we um, – execute a strategy where we do highly specialized work, which by definition is not needed repeatedly by most end user clients more than once in a blue moon. And we market to a very large number of people. So I think the ideal candidate and the real plus for them is being in a platform where we almost never have conflicts. Um, we um, are very flexible in terms of uh, fee structures and we um, have sort of a built-in uh, machine for marketing to large numbers of people, very specialized services. So, so for lawyers who do very specialized work, who have a large number of industry contacts uh, that they can market it to, I'd say the huge plus of being in our platform is they'll be in a platform that really just ends up supporting every aspect of what they're trying to do. Now, you mentioned at the very beginning that you have a you have offices in a, lar- a fair, fair number of cities. Um, is yeah. your Expand, do you feel like you've exp- you're in the number of cities you need to be, or do you actually anticipate further global expansion? Um, I think uh, what uh, I foresee uh, is, uh, I think, an increasing amount of uh, Latin America-related disputes and investigations, which we've traditionally done from our Miami office. We have a Latin America team there. But um, I think it's really gotten to the point where we want to really try and evolve what we do to the next level. So I think uh, we are going to have um, more permanent bases in uh, other parts of Latin America, particularly South America. And then um, I'd say the other aspect of it is further expansion in Asia. Asia is a very important part of our firm. And uh, I'd say unlike um, a lot of firms where uh, Asia is more of a liaison office to their mainland offices, um, I think, uh, you know, our, for us, uh, you know, a lot of senior people in our firm are in Asia. I'm based in part of much of the time in Korea. And uh, I think Asian expansion is probably one of the, the main uh, sort of goals for the next few years as well. Tell me a little bit about your actual personal legal practice. 
Sure. So I do really what the firm does. So I guess in a, in a sense, the firm is a, a, it's been patterned after what I do and what Steve Cobry does, which is I focus on cases uh, usually involving alleged fraud or misconduct, uh, often with an international component, um, usually in financial services or, uh, or energy. And so what that means is if there's alleged uh, criminal activity or asset um, uh, embezzlement activity or some other uh, sort of alleged fraud or misconduct involving usually multiple jurisdictions, I will play one of several roles. I used to be, like I said, a prosecutor in the U.S. Department of Justice. I used to just uh, you know, identify the wrongdoers and prosecute them and try and get them uh, punished and, and also to try to recover assets for victims. Uh, and now I play multiple roles. Sometimes I uh, represent the victim to try to recover the assets and investigate internally what happened at the company. Sometimes I defend the accused wrongdoer. Uh, sometimes I am representing a creditor or other third party that's looking at that situation with various interests in mind. So it's, it's a little bit like I'm watching the same movie over and over again with slight variations and playing different roles each time. It's uh, quite entertaining. Now, tell me a little bit about uh, the mix of, you know, the administrative slash marketing that you have to play as founder versus, you know, as a client practitioner. And has that kind of changed since you started the firm or how is that evolving? Yeah, I would say um, the worst time for being unable to do what I wanted to do in law and yet being in a situation where I was doing administrative work and Steve Covey was in the same situation for which we were not well qualified. It's probably when we were like around 50 employees. You know, that's really when a lot of uh, issues started um, coming up that required sort of more expert uh, assistance than we really were capable of getting. Because, you know, when you're a smaller company, it's very hard to get very talented people to come work for you. Uh, and so, um, I'd say that in the, that's all in the past. I'd say right now, one of the best things we did was a few years ago, we started really um, investing in advance in anticipation of future evolution and really bringing on board very highly qualified professional managers, the CPAs, MBA types, uh, with people with lots of experience running complex international businesses. And so we got them before we truly needed them. Uh, but uh, now we desperately need them and they're doing a great job. So I'd say I spend the majority of my time working on legal cases or just dealing with internal decisions that only uh, the effective co-CEOs of the company, like me and Steve Cobry, only that we can do. Otherwise, all of the other functions are really done by professional managers that are really, frankly, much better qualified than me and the other founder to, uh, to perform those functions. Do you find it challenging to manage a global organization? I mean, you're not enormous, but I mean, do you find that challenging? Uh, so I've actually adapted to it at this point, but, um, you know, I uh, end up basically having some issue that I could potentially have to deal with 24 hours a day. Actually, I've, I've discovered that the best time for me is 8 p.m. Korea time to 9 p.m. Korea time, <laughs> because that is the, that, that is a, the one hour where... Uh, I think people in Korea maybe have just uh, are just finishing dinner and people in Asia are not reaching out to anyone. Uh, it is still not quite morning in Europe or it's people things haven't started getting going. Uh, I'm sorry, it's lunchtime in Europe. It's not quite morning in the eastern part of the United States and people in the western part of the United States are still asleep. So other than that one hour, uh, <laughs> I essentially have to be paying attention virtually all the time, which is very difficult. 
Well, tell me what is kind of the the, the vision of Cobra and Kim looking looking you know five ten years down the line. Do you you know do you want to be a certain size? Do you want to have a certain global coverage? What what is kind of your vision for this firm? Yeah, so I think the um, the key feature I've tried to build into Cobra and Kim is to always evolve ahead of the market and to test out new products before consumers really know they want them and to really innovate as much as possible. So I think I would really love to see the firm uh, continue to evolve with that ethos. And so what we do 10 years from now uh, in terms of law practice might be um, related to what we do now, but hopefully a radical evolution of it and not just the same types of cases. Um, I think that in terms of size, ideally I would like it to uh, remain the same or smaller. Uh, with higher amounts of higher quality, uh, more experience. I'm very happy with it now, but I think as an organization keeps growing, it just becomes more and more difficult to maintain quality control. Mm -hmm. And so I would really ideally like to keep it as compact as possible. I think we're at an ideal size where clients are comfortable that at our size we're able to handle substantial matters, but we're still small enough that we have a lot of internal quality control and a lot of tight internal management. Well, Michael, this has been a fascinating conversation. I really appreciate your taking the time. I'd love to check in with you a few years and see how the firm is doing. Sounds great. Thank you very much. This is Richard Chu and Michael Kim. Thanks.